Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and verse 14. Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. Had a wonderful time around here Sunday night. God poured out the Holy Ghost, and we're thankful for that. Amen. You can clap your hands to the Lord for that. Yes. Amen. We had some folks renewed in the Holy Ghost, and we had some get the Holy Ghost Sunday night around here. And uh, God was rich. We were so glad for that. Matthew 7, verse number 13. Jesus speaking said, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. But. And your Bible says because. Some translation says for. However, you want to read that. It is a transition of thought. For the straight, for straight is the gate, or because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight from this passage, but before I give you my subject, I want to lift out uh, from verse 13 uh, a few words for your attention. Verse 13, I want to lift out, broad is the way. Everybody say the way. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. The word in the Greek is ruin. Broad is the way that leads to ruin, and many there be that go in thereat. For straight is the gate, and narrow is the way. Everybody say it with me again. Narrow is the way. The way. Narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. I want you to underscore those words. Leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. And God bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight about an inconvenient truth. An inconvenient truth. And I hope that you will listen to me tonight very carefully because I have a word from the Lord for you and I hope that you will gather in everything that the Lord is wanting to say to you and to myself from this particular passage. I believe that life is something that all of us is interested in. Life, the whole of life. We are all desirous of a better life. And we as a whole desire good things. I don't know of anybody here tonight that doesn't want happiness in their life. I don't, I, maybe you're, you like being miserable and mean and grumpy and ugly. But I don't know very many people that really like being there. I know some people that are, but you get to really talking to them and they don't even like that. But most of us, and I would dare, dare say all of us, want happiness. We want respect. We want honor. We want usefulness in our life. 
we want a good family and we desire good things. Who among us is not interested in life, a blessed life, a bountiful life, a favored life, a full life, a free life? Who, who in this building tonight is not interested in life? Blessed, bountiful, favored, full, free. All of us desire those things. Many, though, have a very clear desire and many have good intentions concerning this thing called life. Yet in spite of their desire and in spite of their good intentions, Many are not finding life. They are not finding the blessing, the happiness, the joy, the respect, the honor, the usefulness. And there are a lot of people that are frustrated and perhaps some even here tonight that are angry or unhappy or maybe miserable or moody. You ever been around anybody like that? Well... What they are doing is not producing what they want. And so it is in life. It is easy to desire that life more abundant, but it is less inviting the road that you have to travel to get it. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. I read the story some time ago about a man several years ago who boarded a bus in a particular town with the full intention and the full desire to go to Detroit, Michigan. When at the end of his long journey he arrived at the destination, he could not at first believe what had happened. For stepping from the bus, he asked someone nearby, where is Woodrow Avenue? And that person looked at him oddly and said, Woodrow Avenue? There is no Woodrow Avenue in this town. And the man became indignant because he knew Detroit and he knew that Detroit had a Woodrow Avenue. And the more he argued with them, the more upset he became until it became clear to him that he was in the wrong town. That instead of arriving in Detroit where his desire was supposed to take him, where his plans were supposed to take him and where his intention was supposed to take him, he had in truth wound up in Kansas City. He had taken the wrong bus. He had taken the wrong bus. And there is something like that that is happening in our world every day. People have good intentions. They have honorable desires. Even in a church setting, they have clarity of vision of where they want to go and yet they continually climb on the wrong bus and wind up at the wrong location and wonder why they're not getting life like the preacher talks about. Amen. 
Many are barreling down the highway of life or so they think they are, but they are really headed towards something other than what they desire. Jesus made it very clear that just as there is a way that leads to ruin, there is a way that leads to life. And the word there indicates a road. There, as a matter of fact, one translation of that verse says that when you look for a path to follow for life, this is the path that you must follow. That when you look for the gateway that leads to life, that leads to happiness, that leads to joy, that leads to peace, that leads to satisfaction, that leads to fulfillment, this is the road that you have to take and this is the path that you have to travel down. And there is a pathway or a gateway to life and the way of life requires your total attention. Everybody say total attention. More than what some of you are giving me right now. Life requires your total attention. That's why some people can come to church until their behind rots off and never change one iota in their life because they never pay attention to what God is speaking or doing in a service. They're too busy with something else. They're too distracted. Here's what you've got to understand from our text tonight. There is a road that leads to life, but you better pay attention if you find that road and you discover that path. You're not going to find it without paying attention. You're not going to find it without listening. You're, not everybody is going to see it and not everybody's going to get there. And so what Jesus said in our text is really an inconvenient truth to this generation. It is a bothersome truth. It is a problematic text. It is a troublesome passage of Scripture because it draws lines, because it separates and marks boundaries, and because it delineates a direction. And because it does, if you're going to have one, you cannot have the other. Anybody with me so far? You see, we are living in a time where people want to have both worlds. They want to have the world, the culture of our world, the morals of our world, they want to enjoy the pleasures of our world. They want to indulge in the looseness of our world. But at the same time, they want to enjoy the blessings of God. But Jesus made a very clear statement that if you're going to go toward life, you're going to go away from destruction. And if you go toward destruction, you're going to go away from life. You cannot have both of them at the same time. If I decide that it's gonna, I, I'm gonna go to Beaumont and I begin my journey, the closer I get to Beaumont, the farther I get away from Houston. 
I cannot get close to Beaumont and stay close to Houston. And I cannot find happiness and joy and peace and contentment in life and stay connected to things that do not produce that in my life. When I choose those things, then I am choosing a direction and I am marking boundaries and that is the inconvenient truth that this generation and our world does not want to embrace or believe but it is in fact the truth of where life is found. It is found in a decision. It is found in a choice. It is found in the direction that you point your life. And so tonight, I want to simply restate some common, simple truths, but truths that are sadly being neglected by our world and a lot of folks inside the church, maybe some of us even here tonight. And what I want to start with, number one, is that what Jesus said in this text is there is a way to life. There, say that with me. There is a way to life. There is a way. Don't let somebody tell you that it's too hard or it's too narrow or it's impossible. Jesus said there is a way to life. It may not be easy. It may not be convenient. There may be some things that you have to let go of, but there is a way to life. It is not impossible. It is not without the ability to achieve. It is something that you and I can have, we can enjoy, we can receive. Our life can be blessed. Our life can be helped. Our life can be strengthened. Our life can be full. Our life can be free. And we can be the happiest people on the face of the earth if we understand that there is a way. There is a way, there is a way, there is a way. Somebody said it's too narrow. Somebody said it's too hard. Well, I will tell you this. It is not too narrow, but it is narrow. It is not too hard, but it is hard. Everybody say there is a way. There's a way to happiness. There's a way to peace. There's a way to have a good relationship in your marriage. There's a way to have peace in your home. There's a way to have success on your job. There is a way, and the Lord said that way is not easy to find, but it is a way that you can find. Amen. Number two. Let me remind you that just because everybody is doing something doesn't mean it's right. He said broad is the way, broad is the path, broad is the road and many there be that go in thereat. There are a lot of people that are being pushed by the crowd. Don't let the crowd push you. Don't let somebody else push you. The crowd doesn't make it right. I don't care if everybody is doing it. What does God have to say about it? I don't care if it is popular in the religious world and there's a lot of things that are changing in the church culture 
But let me tell you something tonight. Just because our world is embracing it doesn't mean that God embraces it and it doesn't mean that it's right with this word. My question to you tonight is, what are you reaching for and what do you want in your life? Do you want ruin or do you want life? And if you choose one or the other, you're going to eliminate the other one from your life by that simple choice. Amen. Somebody said amen. So don't let the crowd sway you because the crowd isn't right. Did you hear me? I don't care about the moral majority or the immoral majority. The crowd is not right. God's word is right and the principles of that word is right and so I have to be careful that I don't let the crowd push me to do things or accept things or to become things that are in, in conflict with the word of God. Number three, if you're going to find this gateway to life, you have to think. Now, I know that's hard for some of us, but listen to me. If you're going to find life, you better stop enough to think. You better ask yourself some questions. Where does this lead? Where will this take me? Am I on the right bus? I know what I want. I know what I envision. I know what my intentions are. I know what my desires are, but you listen to me tonight. I don't care what your intentions are. I don't care what your desires are. If you don't stop and think and you don't stop and ask yourself some questions, where is this leading me? Where is this taking my family? What's this going to do to my family? How's this going to affect my kids? How's this going to affect my future? Where will I wind up when I get through doing this? you are going to wind up somewhere you don't want to be. Amen. The reason a lot of people are in trouble tonight is because they've never set any boundaries in your life. You've got to ask the question, where does, somebody say that with me, where does this lead? Before you go do it, ask yourself, where is this going to take me? No one, listen to me, no one in their right mind would go down the wrong path if they just stopped long enough to think. Who wants to ruin their life? I mean, I've not met very many people in life that said, Brother Hughes, I want to go to hell. My goal in life is to bust hell wide open. My goal in life is to ruin my life. My goal in life is to ruin my health. My goal in life is to wreck my marriage. My goal in life is to wreck my friendship. My goal in life is just to see how bad a person I can be. Not very many people like that. And if people think long enough, their thinking will lead them does this make me more effective in my life? Does this make me, listen to this, does this make me more like him? More than that, does this strengthen my life? If I do this, 
Is this going to strengthen my family? If I allow this into my home, you see, listen to me, church. Please hear me tonight. Listen, pay attention right now. Would you do that? There aren't enough rules in this Bible to stop you from doing crazy stuff. And somebody said, well, Brother Hughes, I want to see it in black and white. Well, let me give it to you in black and white. Paul said in one of the passages of Scripture, he delineated specific sins, immorality, anger, wrath, jealousy, envy, strife. My brother probably could quote it, but I, I, I can't quote the verse right now, but he, he talks about all of those things. Everybody said, well, I don't see none of what I'm doing in there. But you didn't read the whole verse because he concludes that verse by saying, and such like. Somebody define me such like. What does that mean? That's a pretty, that's a broad stroke right there. And such like. So I don't have to have black and white, word for word, do not go there, do not pass that, do not accept that. Do, all I have to do is just look at where is, does it, where is it gonna take me and what's it gonna produce in my life and what am I gonna be like after I get there and how's that gonna affect my family and how's that gonna affect my marriage and how's that gonna affect my children and if I stop long enough to ask those things, there's a lot of stuff in life that I'll close the door on and I'll say, no, thank you. That's not what I want for my family. Praise God. Amen. Somebody give me a good nod right now. Praise God. You got to think. I remember years ago, and, and, and every generation has its issues that it has to wrestle with. When I grew up, I grew up in a home where we didn't have televisions. And uh, they preached against them back then for a lot of reasons. I don't think all of them were good reasons, but they preached about it. They preached against pool tables because a lot of the guys were saved from pool halls. They preached against cards. They preached against dice. They even preached against coffee. Now, we've moderated from some of those things. But in, in my generation, there were people that began to be exposed to television. And, and not everything on television is wrong. I understand that. Not everything's bad and filthy. But the problem is people never stop to think about where all this is going to lead them. And so they bring something into their home and they don't ever stop and say, okay, it's here, but these are the boundaries. This is what we will and will not do. And so the next thing you know, they're watching everything under the sun. Doesn't matter. I mean, you just get used to those four-letter words. That's just life, Brother Hughes. I know I'm meddling right now, but I'm just telling you. There's a lot of moderations in life that come along, but you better stop long enough to think and say, okay, where is this going to take my family? Before you open that can of worms and you open that Pandora's box, you better stop long enough to say, you know what? I remember when video first came available and you could go out, man, you didn't have to have cable. You could go out and rent anything you wanted to rent. They had a good section and they had a line and they had another section. 
And that's all there was between it, just a line. It said no one under 18 passed this point. But you know what? We're over 18, so nobody can tell me where I can't go. And so there were people that opened their home to that. And I'm talking about years ago. Now we don't think about that. Now we watch everything. We don't have any, we, we don't have any qualms about it. But there was a time, and I remember one family that we were talking about that in, in, in reference to how that affected their family. And so this is what they said. We made a rule that anything that came into our home, if we could not all watch it as a family, that meant our children too, then we would not allow it in our home. That's an inconvenient truth. I am a nit-witted, narrow-minded, BB-brain preacher. If you listen to what the so-called pundits of the day will tell you, that's what I am. But if I'm that, then Jesus was that because he's the one that told me that straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life and not everybody's going to find that path that leads to where they really want to go. So you better stop and think before you open that door and you just let anything and everything come into your home or into your life, you better ask yourself, where does this lead me? You better make sure that you check that marquee that you're on the right bus. Or you'll wind up like that man just singing and enjoying the ride only to find out that he had gone to the wrong location. Listen, I'm going to pass on, but how something looks at the moment is not as important as how it looks in the light of eternity. Don't get lost in beginnings. Remember that there is an end to all things. The Word of God said there is a way, help me, that what seemeth right Unto a man. But what? The end. Everybody say the end. The end thereof are the ways of death. So you better stop long enough to think. All right. It doesn't look like much. It doesn't appear to be that. But where is this going to lead me and what is it going to open up in my life? And somebody said amen. Number four. Listen carefully to me right now. There is never an easy way to greatness. There is never an easy way to peace. There is never an easy way to happiness. There is never an easy way to salvation. There is never an easy way to joy. It always is the product of toil and efforts. Listen to me tonight when I remind you of what most of us ought to know but there are no shortcuts to heaven. There are no shortcuts to happiness. I don't care what Oprah tells you or whoever took over her place. I understand she has crowned uh, uh, somebody else as, as, the, as the carrier of the mantle now, as the number one talk show. Until I don't care what they tell you. Listen to me tonight. There is no easy way to happiness, peace, joy, goodness, mercy, heaven. You cannot get to the right place by taking the wrong bus. 
You can't plant turnip seeds and expect squash to come up. And as ridiculous as that sounds, there are people right now, people that are even connected to your life that are doing just that. They are planting one thing and they're expecting another and more than that, they're indignant when they get what they planted. You gotta plant the right seed if you want the right thing. Number five, everybody say number five. I only have seven, so you're almost there. Number five, to get the best. Everybody say to get the best. To get the best, life, not ruin. To get the best, you have to travel a road that is least desired. Discipline. What, what does that word mean? Discipline. Everybody say discipline. Discipline. Loyalty. Everybody say loyalty. You know what loyalty means? It means that you are committed to a particular thing for the long haul, not for convenience. Amen. Loyalty. Loyalty. Everybody say it again. Loyalty. Oh, this is one, self-denial. Somebody said, denial? I thought that was a river in Egypt. That's about how far-fetched some people, some educated folks in our world are. Self-denial. The best is down a road that is least desired. You can sit in church, you can smirk at the preacher when he talks about righteousness and holiness and godliness and separation and say, oh, brother, that is so old. That is so, that's so another world. But you better listen to this preacher tonight when I tell you that there is the best out there, but to get it, you're going to have to travel a road that you're not going to want to travel in your flesh. Amen. You're not going to find happiness down just any path. You're not going to find peace and fulfillment just because you have good intentions. And you're not going to find joy just because you desire joy. There's a road. Everybody say a road. There's a gateway that leads to life and it's not convenient and it's not necessarily easy and there are conditions that you have to meet, but there is a way. Amen. Everybody say it with me. There is a way. Number six, most obvious thing of all, you cannot take the wrong bus and get to the right destination. The destination that we reach, listen to me, Depends not on my ideals, but on the road that I'm traveling. Many times people travel a long way in life only to realize that they're not where they want to be. And it's not the ideas of their life. It's not the desires of their life. It's not the intentions, but the bus that they're on. 
that keeps them from enjoying where they want to go. Amen. And somebody said amen. And I'm going to close. Number seven, God's number. To find this path, you have to pay a price to get it. It's narrow. It doesn't mean it's impossible, but there's a price that you have to pay to have peace, to have happiness, to have a good marriage, to have a good home, to have a good job, to have a good future. It requires certain choices. You have to choose the means that produces life. You have to choose the companions that you traveled the road with. You have to daily make choices that help further you along that pathway and they come with a price. Amen. Ain't no free lunch, folks. I said there ain't no free lunch. There's people that want the preacher to abracadabra and want some kind of trick to be pulled out. We want some kind of a, a, a magician to show up and wave his wand over our life and all of a sudden, boom, we're just, we're straightened out. We actually sometimes think if we come to a service and come to an altar, that that altar by itself is going to take care of all of our problems. And the truth is, that altar is only going to enable us to take care of our situation. We gotta turn and walk out and start paying a price and making decisions, wise decisions that will lead us to where we wanna go. And so we gotta choose daily. Daily habits that you employ will get you further down the road. Everybody say you have to pay a price. Amen. You have to pay a price. You have to pay a price. And you know the truth is everybody is paying a price. Everybody is. Some people just don't know how high that price is going to be because payday hadn't come yet. Because the bill collector hadn't called on them yet. Because the landlord hadn't come yet. But everybody is going to have a payday. Because everything costs. There's a price for everything in life. And you know what I want? I want life, not ruin. I want my family to be lifted up. I want my family to be strengthened. I don't want to bring something into my home or allow something into my life that would weaken my position with my family or with this church. One of the things that I fear the most as a leader is that if something were to happen in my life and I were to stumble and fall, how many of you would be affected by my stupid mistake or my selfish choice or my blind decision? How Every one of you have people that are looking at you and they're watching the moves that you're making right now. And if you will make the right moves, they will follow you in the right direction. But if you make the wrong choices, they're going to follow you down that path just as well. Amen. Make wise choices. Go ahead and pay the price now. This is what I've learned about God. You pay up with God first. 
and you enjoy the benefits last. The world, you enjoy everything right now. This is as good as it's going to get. And when payday comes, boy, is it a doozy of a payday. You ever notice the billboards? Johnny Walker, the most sophisticated, elegant, sexy, eye-appealing people they can find, they put up on there. The coolest dudes have Coors or whatever they drink, Bud Light. I mean, they don't, they don't show you that guy that's down on the street corner. That, and I'm not making fun. They don't show you that. They don't show you that guy that's in rigors because he, he can't get his fix and, and all the drugs are out of his system and he's going crazy. Oh, they show you, oh man, we can, we, we can be high tonight. We can party now. They don't show you all of the broken homes. All you see is what you get right now. But payday comes, folks. For everything in life, there's a payday. And if we're not careful... We can come and go from the house of God and forget that simple principle that you're going to have to pay a price in life for whatever you get, good or bad. That broad road costs too. It costs, it's heavy, the cost there. But the road that leads to life, though it might be difficult and it might not be convenient and it might not be as easy as we want, it is certainly the road that will take me where my soul desires. And so the question tonight is very simple. Do you want ruin or do you want life? Ruin, life. Ruin, life. If you get on the right bus and you head in the right direction, you can find life and you can have it. But you can get on a bus and get the other just as well. If you don't pay attention, where is this taking me? Let's stand together. An inconvenient truth for this generation is that there is a way that leadeth unto life and it's narrow, it's strict, it's, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not as broad perhaps as some of us would want it to be, but it is a way that leads to life. And you know what? I don't know about you, but I want life. I, I want my family to be blessed. I want my children to be blessed. And I know that we have children and family situations that come up. But you know what? I, that's never going to make me give up on what I desire for my family. One of the things that I enjoy about our early prayer meeting is listening to some of our men pray. And listen what they pray for. They pray for their families. They pray for their children. They pray for their job. They pray for their, the blessings of God to be upon all of that. Those are the things that I want for my family. Those are the things that I want for my children. 
and my, my family may be in disarray, and I'm not saying mine is, but your family or mine could be in total disarray tonight. But you know what? I'm never going to give up on that prayer. God, I want your best for my family. And they may be off course right now. They may be headed in the wrong direction, but I refuse to give up and say it's impossible. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep walking down this road because this is the road that you said leads to life. I'm not ever going to give up on that desire or that dream. I'm going to keep walking down that road and I'm going to keep praying that prayer. God, I want your best. I want your favor. I want your blessings. I want your anointing on my life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I can't tell you that everything that is before you right now is good or, or, or bad. All I have to tell you is you need to consider where it might lead you. And you need to consider where it may take you. And is that really where you want to be? Amen. Is that really what you want to be? God, help us tonight to embrace that inconvenience.